deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. What's going on, buddy? Uh, How are we doing we are on the final night of fake football. Uh, it's Thursday night, August 29th. All these teams are playing their fourth preseason game. Nobody of consequence, for the most part, is playing. Although I did see that uh, Julian Edelman got banged up, and I'm wondering what the heck he was doing in the game. But, uh, yeah, one week, one week from tonight, our beloved get to take the chance to try to trample the stinky Packers. Yeah, man. I, I can't wait. I'm, Football's I'm st- so close. <laughs> I'm starting to get amped up and maybe maybe a little too soon here, but uh I, I'm I'm ready for the real deal. I got uh I got my draft for, for my big league coming up on Sunday. Uh we got the inaugural abc podcast league draft coming up next wednesday and uh and then we get into the the fun stuff and and really get to dig our teeth into the uh, daily stuff and and play some DraftKings, which is what really gets my juices flowing yeah i mean a lot of exciting stuff coming up uh you know, you and I have been talking on and off, you know, obviously without the mics in front of our face about so many different things. And it's finally time to start putting it all to work and, and see what we can do this year. So I'm ready to go. Well, I'm not ready to go, but I'm ready to get ready to go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, before we jump into the topic for tonight, uh, do you have a beverage in front of you? I have a beverage, but it is not of the adult variety. That's all right. That's all right. It is still. It it is still. It is still preseason. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm hoping uh, to start drinking a little blade and bow for for a regular season. We'll see. That that sounds good. Well, you know me. I've always got a good beer when I've got the mic on, and. Tonight is no exception. Got from my my probably favorite brewer right now that I just can't get my hands on enough of their stuff. It's got a, it's a hop butcher. It's called Halogen Farm, and it's a double IPA, and it's real pretty and real tasty. So I, I recommend if you're in the Chicago area and can get your hands on some hop butcher. To take that opportunity, I can't wait to come over to your next function and raid your fridge. <laughs> uh, well, that's coming up real soon. So. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, I might have to see if I can get out to the open bottle tomorrow. Hot Butcher had a couple more beers released today. I don't know if there'll be any left by the time I could get over there, but I may try. It's always worth a shot. Absolutely. So, moving on to this week's topic, we are going to discuss our, uh, we'll call mid to late round targets, uh, our favorite at each of the four major skill positions um, that we, we cut the line at average draft position, ADP 50, 50 or higher. So... Uh, we're going to go ahead and count down. We we have not discussed this at all ahead of time, so we'll see how much 
if any overlap. I, I can't imagine that we won't have at least a couple players overlap, but uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see. Let's go ahead and start it out at tight end. Uh, JD, I'll I'll let you have the honor. Why don't you tell me who your number three favorite target is? My number three favorite target probably at this point in time is Chris Herndon. Uh, and he would be much higher up on that list if he wasn't serving a, a four-game suspension to start the year. Um, he'd he'd kind of be one of those uh, reserve tight ends, I guess I'd put it that way, uh, that I'm really interested in hitting on maybe late, uh, grabbing some late value on. Uh, he had that real good connection with Darnold. Uh, teams are going to have to spend a little bit more time putting safety down in the box for Lev Bell, which is going to open up Herndon. He's a matchup nightmare uh, who could prove real good coming in week five and on. Okay, that's an interesting pick. I have heard some uh, buzz about the guy, uh, and we'll, I guess it remains to be seen how the Jets' offense will fare. Um, my number three pick comes uh and 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 i'll just preface this by saying that that i'm getting my adps are coming from yahoo standard leagues uh standard drafts so um just for a point of reference my number three is mark andrews uh baltimore this guy last year when lamar jackson took over the quarterback role seemed to have developed quite the connection with with the young quarterback and from some of the reports I've been hearing uh, this this preseason he really has uh, developed that rapport with Jackson being that Jackson's not a guy that's probably going to be throwing the ball all over the field a tight end could definitely be like one of his security blankets so uh he's he's a guy that i'm intrigued by that you can get really late in drafts uh i'm showing him going at 122.6 which is a third basically average pick of uh round 13 so um how about your number two guy actually i i like the Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was actually my number two guy, so there's our first, our first overlap. Um, but I'll throw a, another name out there um, that is kind of was kind of close in my tight end three spot uh, is Dallas Getter out of Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, he's sharing time with Ertz, but they're going to do a lot of two tight end sets, and uh, I think you're going to see him take a little bit of a jump this year. So. Uh, he'll be my impromptu <laughs> number two since we just right. covered Mark Andrews. Okay. Well, like I said, we, we're going to have overlap. We don't need to. But uh, I get, get her. Uh, certainly a lot of people like him. Uh, it, you know, Philadelphia runs um, more 12 personnel which with the two tight ends than just about anybody in the league. And so there, there will be opportunity. I, I like the Philly offense over overall so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later but um for me uh my second guy on this uh list and i mean he's he's really he's really a top five candidate <laughs> uh mr otarius jabari howard from the tampa bay buccaneers otherwise known as oj uh, he he's 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 your fourth quarter uh Fourth quarterback, four tight end going off the board here on Yahoo um, at uh, average draft a uh, fifty-two point three, um, or towards the end of the fifth round um, overall. The dude is just an athletic freak. He's super fast, and I think this Bruce Arians offense for Tampa Bay is set to really open up this year. So. I think he's a matchup nightmare and and really one of my one of my uh favorite targets if I can't get one of the top three guys who I might not even want 
all three of those guys anyway. So, yeah, I mean, we we talked about it on our uh, will they won't they series that uh, I suspect OJ Howard's going to hop into and replace one of those tight ends in that top three. Um, if if they use him the same way they've been using Tanner Hudson in the preseason, goodness gracious. That guy's been catching every ball that's been thrown. So yeah. uh, be be interesting to see. So uh, who's your, your top favorite uh, mid-round target in tight end? Uh, that would be Jared Cook. Uh, nice. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll share this one because he's mine, mine also. Yeah, I just I, – you look at that – that team and what their receiving options are. And obviously you've got one of the best receivers in the game in Michael Thomas. Uh, you've got a fantastic receiving back and then what? So, and we know what Drew Brees can do with his tight ends. I just Absolutely, think, yeah. I mean, look what, uh, look what Jimmy Graham used to do. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, Jared Cook is not Jimmy Graham, but what he is is he's a better move tight end than Jimmy Graham. Uh, I, I think he's more of a matchup uh, route running nightmare than than Graham was, uh, and he's just set up to catch a lot of balls. So if we're talking PPR, I mean, I just think this guy's a monster. Sure, and we saw some flashes of brilliance for Jared Cook in that terrible Oakland offense. Uh, we've we've talked a little bit about how uh, New Orleans is looking to be more balanced they're they're one of the run heavier teams as drew Brees uh ages he's not got quite the downfield ball anymore and that that really tends to favor a, a middle of the field uh short to mid route runner that that you would get in the tight end position so i think he uh, from from and where I have him at uh, ADP sixty seven, mm-hmm. you know, seems like he he could be going a little bit overlooked. Yeah, monster monster value if they come anywhere close to the potential, just monster value. Yeah, def- definitely like that that one. So, well, that that I I figured we were gonna have some like mindedness there. Um, <laughs> But um, at least I know you're not completely crazy. So, <laughs> well, uh, ne- <laughs> next, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the quarterback position. And why don't you uh, tell me that Mitch Trubisky is your third favorite? Mm, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Not, I'm not going to do that. Okay. He's not one of my three picks, but he's in, he is in my. Honorable mention. I definitely would not be mad if he was uh, my backup tight end, or if I was able to really load up on some positions and went in with my number one. But we won't get into that. Yeah. So uh, moving on, I'm going <laughs> to uh, start here with somebody that's been in the news quite a bit lately because. Uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention like everybody else did with Andrew Luck retiring. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, and he did he wow, didn't do this terrible. this is a bold call by J.D. Keep going, please keep going. He did not do terrible the last time he was asked to play, and he was very fresh to the offense. They had a garbage offensive line. They didn't have any playmakers. And you look at that team now, they've upgraded their offensive line, they've upgraded receiver and tight end, they've upgraded running back, and he's had multiple years with the offense. And let's not forget Frank Reich. So I actually think that you're going to get a great – you can get him super late. I mean, his ADP is like 219, I think, according to um, football guys. Uh, He's free. Yeah, you could you could wait until the you know fourth week of the season if you're in one of those leagues where you have to take a kicker and a defense then you could wait until the third to last round what is that the the anti penultimate round to take him 
And I think you would get really good value out of him. Well, that's interesting. I can't say that I am on board with that. I think that his ceiling at best might be late teens, which does not make him a fantasy starter. And there's so many good options at quarterback. That well, you could... Again, we're talking about a streaming position. We're, we're just talking about guys possibly, that you might possibly. get value sure. later on. Okay. Well, my number three is a guy who's, um, you know, I, I think actually could have MVP candidate uh, ability. If you say and, Kirk Cousins, we're done recording. No, or uh, no, Mitchell no. Trubisky, we're done recording. Uh, I told you, <laughs> Trubisky's in my honorable mention. I'm not picking him as one of my three. <laughs> my number three is Matt Ryan. Uh, he's, he's going to ADP 62.2. Uh, or pick 6.9. Uh, the guy just throws for a ton of yards every year. And, I, you know, he kind of had a, a regression um, uh, on the low side of touchdowns last year. I just think that um, he goes overlooked. I, I think he was the third overall point scorer. Um from the quarterback position last year, third or fourth. He was, he was up there. Definitely top five. Um, and, and you don't have to spend the draft capital that you do to get a Mahomes or uh, Deshaun Watson. And, and really this guy with uh, Julio um, also in line for some positive regression. I, I think he's a good value in that position. So yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just think we're on we're on different pages on where we're where where we're looking uh, when we're talking about your your outliers as far as ADP goes, uh, which isn't bad. I'm not drafting a QB in the sixth round, so I'm going to be looking more towards the later rounds, and I think you can get decent value at well, round I mean, eight yeah, nine. It, it, prob- it probably depends on who I've who I've got. But uh, if if I'm sitting there looking at uh, like a Julio and a Dalvin Cook as like my first and second round picks, and and I filled out decently, I might want to go ahead and pair Matt Ryan up with Julio and go for the gusto. Gusto, but uh, let's let the, I mean. It's just relative. If if he fell to me in the seventh round, I'd probably be jumping all over it. But um. yeah, I mean, just for the record, uh, what I the stats that I'm looking at, uh, Matt Ryan finished second in fantasy points as far as QBs go last year. So, so yeah. probably definitely worth it. Getting pretty good value there. Yeah. So, um, what what say you about your? Uh, Number two. Well, my number two guy that I'm going to give you, uh, just to keep you on the way outliers, is Nick Foles. Uh, This guy is not going to be asked to do a ton in the passing game, and Jacksonville gets ignored. Uh, And this is going to be tied into a later guy. I promise you that we may even share along with everybody else. but with not a lot of pressure on him and how efficient he is, I think Nick Foles is going to have a pretty good year and might, I mean, we saw what he does in Philly, you know, he did in Philly on a part-time basis. So letting him have his team, I think it's going to be really good for him. I think he's going to have a good year. (sighs) Well, I can't wait to draft with you on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, that that's interesting. We we definitely have a little bit different philosophy when it comes to quarterback. I, I, I I'm not I'm I'm okay with waiting, but I don't, I don't want to wait until I'm stuck with a guy like Nick Foles. Um, my number two is is the other guy, another guy who I think could lead the league in passing, and and it's it's to go along with my OJ Howard, and that's Jameis Winston. I just um, I'm excited to see what Tampa's going to do with the weapons that they have under the tutelage of Bruce Arians. Um, and 
Winston, that that combination of Winston and the beard last year uh, put up some magnificent stats. Now, I know he threw a lot of interceptions and whatnot, uh, but when you're talking about fantasy, you're not usually too worried about that overall. And I, I think the offensive mind, that is Bruce Arians, is going to be a big boon for Winston. Uh, going at 117 um, or, or round 12, you're looking at really um, not having to pay a whole lot to get this guy. But So if, if just per se, if you were going to draft – you know, a guy like Winston, maybe you might want to take a second quarterback in the later rounds with a safety play like Phillip Rivers or somebody like that that you can also get pretty late. Yeah, again, I'm not going to argue he's going to be a good play. Um, I think he's going to be better. He does uh, have a tendency to throw the ball to the other team quite a bit, which is a risk. Um, but I, I think it's a pretty safe play. I think he is going to have a better year. Um, like I said, you and you and me, if I mean, if we're talking about waiting to get QBs, uh, if you're in a 10 team standard league, um, you're going to be able to start grabbing guys like golf, Roethlisberger, Winston, Brady, you know, Prescott, you can grab those guys later. I'm throwing you guys out that are going to be good value. If, um, you play in a league where people decide to draft two or three running backs before round nine, uh, which in a couple mock drafts I've seen happen. Running back or quarterbacks? Usually. Quarterback, sorry. Okay. So, um, you know, or a two quarterback system, you know, a super flex league, you have to find the value at those later guys. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, in, I our, guess in that... our league, I will not be drafting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles or Jacoby Brissett no, because I because I won't have to. It's all good. I come to I come uh, from my main league being in a deep deep bench uh, rosters and everybody keeping two of everything at every position at the minimum and uh, six points for quarterback throwing touchdowns. So the the quarterbacks tend to be a little more premium uh, than just. Uh, you know, when, when you're getting the six points per touchdown. So, uh, but, you know, definitely it, it depends on the format that you're playing. So if you're playing a super flex or something like that, you're going to have probably place a little more emphasis on the quarterback position as well. So um, my, uh, well, no, that was, that was my number two guy. What, how about your number one? Uh, my number one is going to be uh, a guy that's being hyped up quite a bit too is Lamar Jackson um, for two reasons. Number one, his rushing ability ability automatically bumps him up as far as QBs go because if you get QBs that can run, uh, getting those rushing yards that jumps that point total up real fast. Uh, two, I think that defense has actually taken a bit of a step back, which means he's probably going to have to pass a little bit more. Uh, so uh, that running with the combination of him being able to throw the ball a little bit more, and he's got a couple more weapons with him now, uh, and a proven pass blocker beside him with Mark Ingram, uh, I think he's set up to have himself a real good year. I'm not willing to go as far as some people are <laughs> uh, as far as where he's going to finish ranking amongst QBs, but... I think he could be a really good sneaky value. Uh, I've got him uh, looking according to footballguys.com. He's at a uh, consensus of 111. Yeah. I think he could get far, far outweigh that ADP. He's certainly kind of a favorite of some, some analysts. Either that running ability always brings the floor up. My, my biggest concern with Jackson is he might have the floor. I'm just not sure he has the ceiling. Um, Correct. Yep. So, uh, you know, he's he seems like a, a pretty safe play, uh, and, and again, I I don't know what kind of receivers and everything that they they're gonna have there that that can really take that offense to the next level. Uh, I I I have a tendency to believe that uh, 
Mark Ingram may may have a huge year there uh, for them, um, and that's not necessarily a part of the passing game. But like I said, great floor, and uh, you know, it, well, it remains to be seen. He didn't show me anything from a passing uh, standpoint last year, so that I, I did have to start him late in the season. Uh, after I actually I had after I traded for Mahomes and they were on bye, I had to start a Lamar Jackson one week and wasn't so pretty. But um, my number one guy, and this is uh, again probably a little bit higher than you might like to pick quarterback. It sounds like. But uh, I, th- I think that this offense is, is primed uh, to be back up there. And last year he had been playing coming off an injury. Um, coming at an ADP of 81.1 is Carson Wentz. Um, he, he might be my favorite quarterback target just because he, he seems to be going kind of under the radar a little bit. And he's got so many weapons there with especially now having uh Deshaun Jackson Jeffrey you already mentioned Goddard and then Zach Ertz just about had I think probably had the most receptions in the league last year um and and also with the addition of Miles Sanders in the backfield uh, who who is uh able to uh snag a few out of the backfield so for me, Carson Wentz is a really uh, nice, understated play who who I think has a big, big ceiling. As you can see from the guys that I, that I I picked, I went with high ceiling guys. They they might not all. None of these guys are huge rushing quarterbacks, so the floor is not as high. But but all of them have pretty big ceilings. Yeah, I think Carson Wentz. Uh, people forget how good he actually is. Uh, you have serious health concerns with him. Uh, is he going to be able to play the whole season? If he plays the whole season uh, healthy, yeah, the guy could be great. But, you know, that that's a risk you're taking with him. Okay, so we have talked about tight end and quarterback. Both of these positions... Uh, once you get outside the like top three, four, five at the position, um, you know it, it opens pretty up pretty wide after ADP fifty. And now we're gonna move on to wide receiver and running back, where you know pretty much your top thirty at each position are gone for the most part. Uh, so you, you're you're getting a little deeper into the into the web here, maybe not top 30, top 20, but, uh, um, so let's go ahead and talk about receiver. Who is your number three? I, I, I'd be surprised if we don't have a few guys here in these next couple of positions at the, um, that line up, but, uh, all right. Uh, so, I've been I've been going from my uh, latest round to the earlier round, so that's what we'll that's what we'll go with. Um, and I'm going to start with uh, Dante Moncrief at uh, FootballGuys.com has him at 123, and I think the Steelers are still going to fill the year. I think they're going to have lots of pass attempts. And they've got to go somewhere besides just Juju. <laughs> so uh, you've got Juju, you've got Vance McDonald, and then uh, you're going to have somebody else. And Moncrief has proven that he can play, uh, and when he's got a good quarterback throwing to him, <clears throat> he's pretty productive. Uh, my only concern with that is uh, if you're going to do that, that you may want to make sure that you've got James Washington on speed dial. Because he may take that spot. Over I was going to say, I'm, yep. I I like Washington quite a bit in that offense. I think he's primed. Uh, not that well, I don't the, think their ADPs Mon- are one apart. Yeah, they're they're close. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a couple of guys on, on another team that we don't like. Uh, 
that I don't know if either of those guys are on your list, but uh, Valdez Scantling was uh, my number four. Okay, yeah, those, those those Packer receivers are pretty close in ADP, and they, you know, if you grab one or both of them, you you there's a chance one of them could be like a top thirty guy, but. Um, no, I don't. I don't hate the Moncrief pick. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think he's got a at least in the first part of the season chance to carve out a decent role. But like you said, uh, James Washington, I, I think they really like him there, and, and as he gets more experience in that offense, I think it's going to carve out a bigger role, which is likely to cut into Moncrief. But. Um, my number three at this position coming in at 97.3, uh, Sammy Watkins. He is definitely, um, he's definitely an injury risk as, as we've seen in the past, but, uh, I don't Thank know. You. What's that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, know. I was like if... scribbling it. I, over here. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I mean if if you've heard any of this in some of the podcasts and uh, fantasy serious uh, fantasy station um, XM that I listen to, uh, there's there's been some quiet rumblings about a possible trade of a big name receiver, and and, and people are hinting that Tyree Kill might be on the trade block. I, <laughs> If if that were the case, Sammy Watkins would be a top ten receiver probably, and and even so, in that Kansas City offense, if he can remain healthy, we saw in the latter part of the year last year that he can have some really nice games. So at almost pick one hundred, round ten. I, I like his uh, upside. Okay. I just want to make sure that we're, we're clear on, on two things. N- number one, you're hearing rumors that Tyree Kill may be traded or is on the block. Well, number, I mean, I'm not tied in with Adam Schefter yet, but... Um, num- number <laughs> two, I like that you said yet. That's, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I'm number trying, two, I'm trying. <laughs> You you just said that if Hill is gone, Sammy Watkins could be a top ten receiver. Why not? That offense that might be bolder than my Zacherts won't finish in the top three tight ends. I mean, well, there there's a lot of um, like what ifs here. I mean, it's it's probably not a huge chance that Tyreek Hill gets traded, but. It was the number one offense in the NFL. So if you're the number one receiver in the number one offense. Yeah. Kelsey's the number one receiver in that offense. Sure, but it supported Hill and Kelsey last year. And it would have supported Watkins. Watkins was was banged up much of the first part of the year. So You're talking about two completely different talents. There's no way. No way. Well, we'll see. All right. <laughs> wow. You came with the Watkins, thunder on that one. I mean, Watkins has had some big-time performances back to when he was in Buffalo even. so. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it. I mean, yeah, he may be good, but it, the, the talent level is not there to be a top 10. I don't care about that. I mean, yeah, the offense – yeah, it's just not there. Just okay, not. well, that's fine. I mean, we're not going to agree on everything, but um, <laughs> do that's, we why, that's why I'm a better <laughs> fantasy player than you. Oh, boy. Come on, buddy. What, who's your number two at receiver? Oh, good Lord. I can't believe you. All right. You've got to well, believe me. <laughs> my, my number two... Uh, is somebody that based on consensus is just outside of the top 50. And uh, that's Cooper cup. 
And uh, for all the same reasons that you are just talking about uh, with the Chiefs and having an explosive offense, uh, the Rams are going to be just play after play after play, uh, which puts Cooper Cup in a spot, uh, especially in PPR formats, to be a monster. Uh, yes, there's Brandon Cooks, there's Robert Woods, but there are plenty of balls to go around. And uh, from week to week, uh, you know, teams are going to have to figure out who they're going to stop. And, you know, you have to stop Todd Gurley. You have to stop Brandon Cooks. You have to stop Robert Woods. You have to stop Cooper Cup. He's going to have some just monster weeks. So, so I like Cooper Cup. So many mouths to feed in L.A. That's why I worry about him. I, I think that we saw at the beginning of the year last year that he probably was Jared Goff's favorite favorite target, but um, coming off the ACL and having Gurley, Daryl Henderson, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, even some Gerald Everett. I don't. I. I mean, they can support those players and and I think being balanced is what makes them so dangerous. I just don't know if I want to spend around 6 pick on Cooper Cup. Cuz he's not going to break the offense or the you know, he's not going to break it you know, the the opposing defense with big plays. He's just going to pick them apart. But that's I I don't hate Cooper Cup the football player. It's just I worry about not having enough opportunity. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I if you go back and look at the um, amount of pass attempts they did, uh, the amount of plays they actually ran last year, um, there's there is enough to go around. There and as you mentioned, he was the number one for golf. Uh, well, maybe outside of Gurley, um, the potential's there, and I honestly think you can get him later than uh, I think you can get him late six, mid seven. A lot of people forget, you know, there's a lot of that recency bias, and uh, you know, he didn't finish the year last year, so you take advantage of it, okay? Well. For me, my number two is a guy who is going to get a lot of opportunity, and he's probably going to be the most targeted on his team. He's a big playmaker. Um, I, I I think you probably like this guy, too. Uh, coming in at 60.9, Tyler Lockett for the Seattle Seahawks. Big play guy. Um, now with no Doug Baldwin, there, I think that uh, his role is completely solidified. Uh, they started to really pick up that connection, and, and, and everything points to Tyler Lockett being that, that big number one guy in Seattle. And, and so it, it's, uh, I, I think he, he's another one of my real high upside plays, and I think that even if they get him the ball just like two, three yards uh, down the field, he's he's always a threat to score. Yeah, that's my thing about Lockett is he's one of those guys that with the ball in his hands, he's super dangerous. He's had you know some injury history that he had to battle back from, and it, it paid off last year. Um, he's actually inside the top 50 on footballguys.com. So he, you know, didn't get to make my list. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's some, you know, that it's disparity. Every, every league's different, uh, obviously. Um, and that team's going to have to throw the ball a lot more than they did. We suspect that that team's going to have to throw the ball more than they did last year. Um, and like you said, with no Doug Baldwin, uh, and who knows how Metcalf's going to be, and they lost David Moore. So, uh, you know, they don't really have anybody else. Okay. 
Well, uh, <laughs> seeing as we haven't overlapped yet, maybe we're not going to here. Uh, I, but I, it sounds like you like Tyler Lockett too, but um, that's uh, I do. But he's not my he's not my number one. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, who's your number one then, buddy? Uh, my number one, based on my list, uh, looking off here is uh, D.D. Westbrook. I think this guy uh, is just primed to bust out this year, um, and I don't think I'm the only one. Uh, I've had him uh, in both of my dynasty leagues uh, since his rookie season and just uh, watching him play, and he's gotten better and better and better. And if you go back to how he finished the year last year, um, I think he had a touchdown or like five-plus receptions in every game, uh, the last nine games last year. And now he actually has a quarterback and he is one hell of a route runner. So, Mike, I think he's he's good to go. This guy's going to be a beast this year. Interesting. I kind of overlooked him. He's been on my teams a few times. Uh, and I, I guess I kind of overlooked him because I just don't think of Jacksonville when I think of offense. But he goes along with your Nick Foles pick, and uh, – I don't, I don't hate them. They just haven't been able to produce much in the receiving game in the past. So it'd be interesting to see if he if he does um, break out this year. So don't hate the pick. I'm not going to say that I love it just because I'm not like I haven't spent a lot of time on Westbrook. But he he averaged last year uh, just over eleven points per game and again that's in a that's in a you know a bad qb yeah no I'm, that's definitely you know some somebody that could be looked at uh, i mean is Foles is as good a quarterback outside the philadelphia system uh, and all that talent it's hard to say but um Oh, that's it certainly a very should be an upgrade point. from from <laughs> from Bortles. So, um, but so so my top guy, um, I I I I'm afraid to say this because I know I haven't drafted my big league yet, and I know a couple of those guys listen, so they may end up making me pay dearly for this, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I had the same I've, I've kind of got the same feeling on this guy as I had with Emmanuel Sanders last year and until he got hurt San, Sam Sanders was a great value pick that I was able to make uh, but but this guy uh, he's, he's coming into his third season and um, by a lot of the metrics I've seen with his route tree he's he's almost unguardable and and i really think that this offense is is coming into its own so uh, at an adp of 104.4 11th round curtis samuel is probably by far by the guy that i've been targeting and hoping to get and probably even willing to pick a couple of rounds ahead of that draft grade just to make sure that i get him um, because his, his, his route running is, is like on par with Steph Diggs as far as the measurables and, and he doesn't cost that much. And I really think that he could be the number one receiver in Carolina this year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's probably going to have the most receptions because that's going to go to McCaffrey, but. Uh, as far as yards and whatnot, I, I love Curtis Samuel. Yeah, so I find it interesting uh, because I know that in uh, the leagues that I'm in, Curtis Samuel will get drafted well above the ADP that I'm looking at right now. Uh, that he's not a secret type of guy. Sure. Uh, so. 
uh, I don't think you have to worry about any of your <laughs> league mates listening to this and and uh, snaking that from you because hopefully they already knew that uh, that Curtis Samuel has that kind of value. I love Samuel this year as well. Um, he will be a target for me in uh, the redraft leagues. It's just going to be a matter of how high up I'm willing to go. Sure, as with anything, you know, roster construction plays a big part in um, who you're targeting in the mid to later rounds. Um, but uh, I, I don't know, just uh, get some of the uh, route tree uh, visuals and and s- statistics based on his um, performance last year got me really excited to draft him. So. I'll be I'll be sad if I don't get him, <laughs> but you know I'm I'm sad that I don't if I don't get like McCaffrey or Barkley either. But this guy's a lot more attainable. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So um, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that if you take him around ahead of his ADP, um, usually speaking, half half of a league drafting goes off of a a magazine that they bought. So you only have to contend with like four or five other guys. So you can generally get him. If you take him a round or two above ADP, assuming you filled out other spots that you're, you're still getting great value. Let let me, I just want to shout out. I'm I'm glad that you brought up the magazine thing because you would think that in this day and age, nobody buys those things. But uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Al Dobrowalski because he shows up every year with the magazine. So um, that was that was printed in like June. Oh, I know it's <laughs> it's it's great and horrifying at the same time. But um, it's better than I, man, I don't even want to go there. Um, <laughs> Let's let's go ahead and move on to running back before I really send this podcast into the crapper. Who is your number three ranked guy in value here? Um, I'm going to start with Royce Freeman. Uh, looking at an ADP of uh, a consistent ADP of 103. Again, this is I'm using uh, footballguys.com. Uh, and I'm looking at a, a PPR value here, um, although the PPR to non-PPR ADP only changes two spots. Uh, I think they're going to be able to use him a little bit more this year. I think the run scheme's changing. And Philip Lindsay is a home run hitter, but he's not your every down bang between the tackles. And I think the kind of football that Vic Fangio wants to play is – you beat him up with the run game and then you let your defense really go to work. And uh, we've seen firsthand as bears fans, what Fangio can do with a defense full of no names. Uh, I'm not saying last year, cause last year, obviously we had the names, but uh, he turned that defense around a couple years ago when there was nobody on it and he's got some talent out there. So that one reason alone that, He's going to do it the old school way of defense and run it down your throat. I think Freeman is set up to have a really good year and return great value at an ADP of 103. Okay, okay, don't 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 hate it. I I probably am more likely to draft Freeman at his ADP than I am uh, Lindsay at his at, at that guy's just because I, I I don't know that his performance is repeatable, but. Um, that's, uh, yeah, they spent some decent draft equity on Royce Freeman. So I expect them to keep giving him a shot Looking at that thunder and lightning type uh, approach with Fangio. So, um, yeah, don't hate it. Um, my, uh, number three guy is somebody who's benefiting from one of these ass hats that, uh, thinks he's worth more money than he is and and there's two guys holding out and i i think one of them's only one of them's delusional about his worth and that being melvin gordon so i think that austin eckler at 104.9 uh round 11 adp um 
is is a is a great value because it doesn't sound like Melvin Gordon really wants to play unless San Diego overpays, and I don't think they're going to. I, I think that they're happy with Eckler and Justin Jackson as their one-two punch. We, we've seen that Eckler had some standalone value as as that third down back. Um, he, he did it last year. And not only to mention, you know, the holdout factor, but Melvin Gordon, you know, injury risk as well. So um, at, at, at that late of a pick, I really think that Eckler, uh, if, if you could snag him there, is a good value. couple things. And I will preface all this by I like Austin Eckler. So we'll, we'll, we'll just preface it there. Um, one – both running backs are delusional and think they're worth more than what they're going for uh, or what they're getting paid. Well, well, let's just say relative to their value in the NFL, I think that Zeke has a lot more leg to stand on than Gordon does. If you're only looking at on the field issues, I would agree with you. And that's, I mean... Number two, moving on, because that, that's a whole other 25-minute debate that we don't need to do. I, I know. <laughs> Tyree kills on your... Uh, Number two. Sometimes. Yeah, but I'm not paying the man, so... No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Number, Sorry. Number two, uh, Los Angeles. San Diego, Los Angeles, it's the same <laughs> damn thing. Interesting. <laughs> Number three... Austin Eckler actually plays better. It's still better. Comiskey, by the way. He plays better with Melvin Gordon. So when Gordon plays, Eckler actually plays better. Uh, his his time as a starter was not great. And um, I think if the Chargers want to get the most out of him, that you're going to see uh, Justin Jackson used more on your early downs. And... Eckler used later on in more of your past happy situations, your two minute drill type of uh, scenarios. If they want to be the most productive from that position. Uh, the nice thing about Eckler though, is he does hold value regardless of what happens with Melvin Gordon's holdout because he's always going to see the field no matter what. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to, Spend a lot of time, you know, waste a lot of time. I mean, we're, we're looking at guys that, that could possibly get you, you know, hopefully if you're picking in that 11th, you know, 11th round, you're, you're not expecting a guy that's going to be your bell cow. Um, he's either going to be a fill-in or, you know, maybe get you through, you know, the first part of the season or the last part of the season. And, and and I just think he's. I mean, he holds he holds standalone value, and at the moment he's the number one guy uh, until Gordon um, until or if Gordon gets on the field this year. So, and, and based on comments or Justin made Jackson in the past, takes over, yeah, maybe maybe. But in and based on comments he's made in the past, you know, he thinks he's uh, well within his. Uh, you know, rights or whatever to, to hold out because anyway, I, I just don't think he's quite as uh, valuable as he thinks he is. So uh, let's go on to the number two. I like, I like that you ended up on your soapbox there. That was cute. Um, I'm going to go with uh, another guy that has benefited from an unfortunate injury Uh and that's Duke Johnson. Uh, he he gets traded from Cleveland to Houston, and then uh, Lamar Miller uh, unfortunately tears his ACL and his MCL uh, in Week Three preseason game. We know how Duke Johnson can be used uh, out of the backfield as a receiver, and now he gets a chance to uh, be a three-down back in what should be a pretty good offense uh, led by Deshaun Watson and anchored by DeAndre Hopkins. So uh, I think the opportunity is there for him to uh, really 
return that value. Now, this ADP right now says he's at 97. Uh, I suspect that that's going to jump up here over the course of the next week. Yeah, but right. he's still going to be sitting outside of the fifty, and you're right. going to be able to you're I've, going to be able to get him. I've got Johnson at ninety four point three ADP, and he was my number one. So I'm I'm right on board with you. Uh, he's he's the beneficiary of of going from a situation where he wasn't going to see the field that much, and probably getting you know they paid a Houston pay, paid a pretty penny for him, you know, a third round pick. So uh yeah they they wanted him and i think they intended to use him and now that miller's down he's he's gonna get some major usage and 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 i think that he fits alongside what deshaun watson does even better than what miller did anyway so um uh, he could be primed He, he could be a league winner for you in my estimation so um that that that's great uh my number two guy um is is latavius murray uh new orleans he he comes in to replace mark ingram he he, he's got similar abilities and um i don't think the role is much different than what Ingram had. And at least uh, I don't think that New Orleans, we saw that Kamara could do some big things, but I think they were, they were in danger of exposing them to too much uh, in the first four games last season. And they, they want to limit his touches down to, 12 to 15 and on a team that's going to be run heavy that that's going to leave another 12 to 15 for Murray who you know we've seen his his talent um and and now he's on a team with a good offensive line and a good offensive mind and and a hall of fame quarterback so uh at, at ADP 99 uh, I think Latavius Murray, um, in a, in an offense that we saw sustain two running backs before, uh, is is a good value, and and so he was my number two. Yeah, so Murray was actually going to be my number one. Okay. Uh, so this this will work out really good. Um, it, I've been looking at this a lot. The if you look at their stats, so don't look at games played, just look at their stats from rush attempts to rush yards and rush yards per attempt, um, right down to, they both have, uh, the same amount of rushing touchdowns. There are, uh, Mark Ingram had 27 receiving targets. Latavius Murray had 26. Their yardage for their receiving. I mean, their stat lines are like almost identical. The difference is Latavius Murray had four extra games. So if you break that out and you take the amount of usage Mark Ingram had, if they give that to Latavius Murray, um, he's going to jump up quite a few spots as far as usage. And uh, I actually think Murray could be better with those uses than what uh, Ingram was. I just think he has the potential to have a really good year. and unfortunately, you know, he's one of those guys, too, that, you know, he was in Oakland and he started to do good, but he just didn't have the rest of the team around him. And then he goes to Minnesota and they draft Dalvin Cook and uh, the offensive line was just garbage. So now he goes into a situation where he's got a good offensive line and he's not going to be asked to carry the team on his back. Uh, the guy's got potential just to be a monster this year. Yeah, I mean, I. Obviously, you gotta you gotta um, weigh what the what the ceiling might be because of Kamara um, and and some of the other weapons they have there. But he's certainly gonna have, I think, a, a, an important role in a in a run offense that is very successful. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that we were um, we were in lockstep basically with our one twos. 
uh, at that running back position because you start to get above ADP 50 and, and they kind of do uh, kind of like blinking lights show you uh, who, who the best values are. It's not, not that difficult to um, to pick out, but um, I did want to mention this. This is some uh, this is some Homer talk coming here. <laughs> We're getting hyped up. I, I really do like David Montgomery. He's probably going a little bit overdrafted at his uh, current ADP, um, but I, I think that he has the chance to be the Matt Forte um, type running back for the Bears. Uh, the you know what Kareem Hunt did in Kansas City. That, that's what uh, Matt Nagy likes. They were excited to you know for a team that didn't have a whole lot of draft capital in this past draft. They felt it um, worthy to trade up to be able to jump in and get this guy. So um, I I think. Well, well, maybe relative to uh, be, just because it's it's the unknown. He's a rookie coming in, and and they've got Tariq Cohen, and and I know you kind of like Mike Davis a little bit, but uh, I, I think that <laughs> I, I think that was just no. a sa- safety pick. I, so. No, for the record, I was never on board with the Mike Davis. No, no, I thought they made a huge mistake by letting go of Jordan Howard and replacing him with. Well, I I know you, I know you like no. Jordan Howard, but I I mean they, it, the writing was on the wall for a long time that Jordan Howard was not going to. As soon Mike as Davis. they hired Matt Nagy, you knew that they weren't going to keep okay. Jordan Howard. Okay. But S- stay on task. Mike Davis was not ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fine. I try to pin it. There's been a lot of people that like Mike Davis, so. Um. I, I'm not one of them, uh, and uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, they wanted a a versatile guy that can run and catch it, and, you know, he's he's made the – had the most um, forced uh, missed tackles of any running back in the NCAA the last couple of years, so uh, definitely uh, I, I, I think that – I think the Bears got a good one, and I I, I think they're going to have success with him. So, uh, but yeah, if they if they use him the way he could be used, he could be very good. I have concerns over usage of how much they're actually going to use him. Yeah, I think he'll be on the field, but uh, with having Tariq Cohen, and I suspect Cordell Patterson is going to be taking some some looks away too. Um, he's going to have to hit home runs with his his attempts or his touches which he has the ability to do i just i want to wait and see how they're going to use him well i won't be surprised if as the year builds he starts to get uh more and more of the share of touches in that offense uh, so but that 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 was just my little digression in bears homerism as we we are one week away from the destruction of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, I'm I'm getting pumped. I'm ready. It's 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 time. The this is uh, the next seven days with with the drafts and you know starting to prep for our week one uh, draft kings and and knowing damn well that I shouldn't be playing the showdown slate on Thursday, but I. I know damn well I will. So, um, it it it's time we're here. So, uh, with that being said, we're we would love for you guys to reach out to us. Um, any discussion, questions you might have about fantasy, uh, tell you know thoughts on how we might be wrong. Uh, any of it. We any any kind of discourse we're happy to engage in. So JD, why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of you on the social medias? Yeah. You know, the drill, find me in those usual spots at JD West 22 on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Let's talk. Sweet. And I can be found on Twitter at Justin M West 
on Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.